0: every time a proud member of the gun geek network the opinions expressed are those of each individual check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three two one on this week's episode are there some warning signs for disney plus we go back in time with gta and is it time to go check out belfast Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glasser from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review. On Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, Lakers Fast Break, Vampires, and Vite. What? Plus, all the other great things that we do because we are the number one, absolutely the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. And you can check out our new channel devoted to all of our adventures or at least in the future, some of our adventures, and that's going to be the RPG Adventures with the Pop Culture Cosmos channel, wherever you get your podcasts, but if you can also support our live viewings several times a week at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend, she is the evil mastermind behind (laughs) Wizards and Wine. (laughs) <laughs> warlocks and whiskey and also the evil mastermind behind the awesome spectacle known as vampires vitae you got to check it out today not only on pop culture cosmos on facebook but wherever you get your podcasts Here's our own melinda barkhouse and melinda thanks for stopping by as I keep always telling you. Once I keep I can,
1: telling you you gotta undersell not oversell <laughs>
0: no no it's over so you gotta that's keep, a lot you gotta, us, hey i was told back in the day when i was going into selling consumer electronics way mm-hmm. back when to mm-hmm. always ask for the sale and to always pitch it hard so that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> pitch, it hard. Pitch, it, pitch, it, pitch it right there for you i said pitch um, it by the way everybody.
1: i know pitch, i understand yes yeah. yes pitch pitch loud pitch. and clear loud and clear yes.
0: right. these <laughs> days you have to make sure you are loud and clear Uh But we are going to have a great episode. We've got much to discuss. Again, we are in a very heavy November. Looking forward to all the great things coming up. It's going to get even busier in the next few days because starting as you hear this, when this drops, wherever you get your podcasts and also radio stations worldwide, Disney Plus will have its wonderful Disney Plus Day. But there's also some things going on with Disney Plus behind the scenes that they just reported on, which may not be as warm and fuzzy as they'd like to have you believe. So we'll talk about that coming up here in a sec. Plus also as well, the leading contender for the Oscars is going to drop this weekend in Belfast. We'll talk about our thoughts on this, and if you should go make the time to go ahead and check out Belfast this weekend. Plus also as well, GTA is returning with the GTA Trilogy. Three of the great games in the series are back. Are we excited to go ahead and delve into the world of San Andreas, Vice City, and Liberty City as well when it comes Mm -hmm. to GTA? We'll talk about that coming up here in a bit. Skyrim reaches 10 with more new content added. Is it time to delve into the world of the Elder Scrolls as well? We'll talk about that coming up. Something of great interest to this show always is Blade Runner. And Blade Runner 2049, we don't need to tell you how much we love that movie. Just, you know, Denis Villeneuve's movie is just so awesome. And, of course, the original movie it's based upon is just such an incredible experience. We're going to be talking about a new anime feature coming to Adult Swim that's based off these two movies. So we'll talk Blade Runner Black Lotus coming up on the show as well. Then Melinda has something to tell everyone about. A new Kickstarter project for a RPG that she's really into. Does she feel defiant? We'll find out on the back end of the show. And speaking of Melinda, hopefully she and I will have some Black Friday deals we're trying to work on, we're trying to look at, we're trying to go ahead and make sure you know about. So we'll talk about that on the back end of the show as well. But first, my friend, it is Disney Plus. And yeah. Disney Plus Day is coming tomorrow. We're going to tell you all the grandeur things about all the stuff that's going on with movies and the, the shows coming to Disney Plus and all the specials and all the good stuff and the trailers and all that warm and fuzzy stuff they love to tell you about at the House of Mouse. But the thing is, there's some kind of concerns that I have for Disney Plus right now. And the fact is that they just reported at the end of the fiscal quarter yesterday In their investor conference that they had, they announced that they only added on 2.1 million subscribers, which for some streaming outlets would be a great thing. But for stock market analysts out there who were expecting a 10 million subscriber bump up, that's only 20% of expected gains, which is kind of concerning if you're Disney Plus because you had all this momentum going for you for the first two years. And all of a sudden, it comes to a screeching stop.
1: Well, or at least it has for this quarter.
0: Friday, as you hear this, when Disney Plus Day happens, it could completely change because everybody could get excited for what's ahead. So I want to hear your thoughts on what's going on as we head into Disney Plus Day.
1: Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's time to bang the gong and, and all of that stuff to call this the end of Disney Plus. I really don't think that we're at that point honestly. I mean, what was it? 2.1 million new subscribers. That's still pretty great. Yes. And it was not what was projected, but I mean, let's be realistic. Yes. And I mean, Disney Plus, again, you've said it, you know, we're getting Disney Plus Day tomorrow, so heaven only knows what they're about to announce. Like, my Disney Plus subscription has run out, and I haven't been able to renew it. And I do miss having the service. So if you have it and then you, you know, get rid of it, you do miss it. So that's something to think about as well.
0: Well, was it because of just, there wasn't enough content for you to go ahead and sustain it for a period of time? Because in this past quarter was the end of Loki and the what if series were the main draws supposedly of it. Uh, Black widow came at the tail end, but otherwise it was just not that much there i think which is part of the reason for the slow gates
1: absolutely yeah but really and perhaps i'm in the minority but really when i have disney plus it's so i can watch the emperor's new groove i can watch beauty and the beast and i can watch like the old classic robin hood movies with the fox as robin hood and and all of that kind of stuff so when i get the disney plus stuff all of the marvel stuff and the star wars stuff is a really happy bonus for me when i have it which I'm sure I'm in the minority there. I feel like more people have it for the star Wars and Marvel than they do for actually the, the Disney cartoons and stuff. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I, again, I'm, I would be concerned a little bit if you're in Disney, because obviously the slowing in gains is something you're not really liking at this point in time, because of the fact that you're trying to go ahead and climb up that mountain and face off against Amazon prime and also Netflix, which are over 200 million subscribers. And that, to me, is a problem because the fact is you're fighting an uphill battle against both of them. You know, with Amazon, it's about this is the time of year for Amazon Prime that everybody adds on their Amazon Prime subscription because it's it's right around the holidays and the Black Friday deals, et cetera, et cetera. And with Netflix, they're just putting out and pumping out so much content. We talked about it on last week's show and also on the Monday show about all the stuff that they're coming out with some big names like red notice, even though that movie has been critically rigged over the coals, it still stars three of the biggest stars that's out there today. Talked about arcane for League of legends fans, the harder they fall, which we talked about, they're dropping even more stuff for the rest of the month. So their content is not going to stop. So they're going to keep their, you know, tiger King twos on the way, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that's, that's coming out that, a lot of people are going to be interested in Disney Plus. Has to go ahead and keep up, and they just talked about how they're going to spend eight or nine billion dollars that they're going to spend on trying to expand Disney Plus around the world and trying to create programming that's localized, that's and also that uh, programming that's going to appeal to a broader audience. That's great, but you got to start doing it now because the whole train of momentum that you were having for the past two years. It's starting to slow down, and this is the time when you really need to emphasize why Disney Plus is a value out there.
1: Yeah, this should have been a part of their five-year plan when they launched. In terms of predicting what happens if there's a dip, perhaps we bring in these kinds of shows and we try to target this way at this point instead of another year or so down the road. It really should have been part of a five-year plan, but I'm not Disney. (laughs) so. Exactly. I can't see what really happened, but, you know, that I would think that that would have just been smart to have a five-year what-if plan. Ha, 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 get it, what if.
0: Well, there you go, what if, what if indeed. But we are going to get a glimpse tomorrow with Disney Plus yeah. Day. By the time that you hear this, we will report everything that's going to be a part, all the major stuff anyways, that's going to be a part of Disney Plus Day. That'll be all represented on Facebook at Pop Culture Cosmos. Plus, I know that josh and i will be covering it in detail on the monday episode of the pop culture cosmos so please if you want to go ahead and hear the latest and greatest on disney plus what they have to offer because i think there's a lot of pressure going into this for them normally i wouldn't have said that about a week ago but i really do think now that there's a ton of pressure and of course there's a lot of content that's going to be dropping tomorrow as well you've got the jungle cruise you've got shang chi that's dropping on disney plus and there's some other new content what is it the new home sweet home new oh yeah the new home alone movie yeah Yeah. the new home sweet home alone movie which i know is not going to be a barn burner but you know if you're into that type of thing it might be something to fill up content wise it's so funny because i see that movie and then i see 8-bit christmas that's coming to hbo max and it's it's so funny how these movies just. They find a home aesthetically. They're not well received, right? I mean, but they still find an audience, and yeah. it's funny how that that continues to go ahead. And these movies just continue to find homes in these places. So you're going to see that on Disney Plus. National Geographic's got some stuff coming up as well. So I know that it's going to be a better time for Disney Plus owners. But this kind of, I don't want to say it was a dry period, but you know, I, I think Disney Plus reap what it sowed and if it didn't go ahead and put a whole lot out there these past three months I think it it deserved the kind of slow reaction or slow subscriber base to it
1: absolutely right and well I mean like I said somebody had to have some kind of Disney crystal ball I mean there's enough villains in Disney that have crystal balls they could have just borrowed one of those and then you know had a little peek into the future and said okay our five-year plan is going to include a, a slump and this is what we're going to do to counteract that. Disney is too smart. They're too smart to let this be a thing that slides their Well,
0: special- The Scarlett Johansson thing tells me otherwise sometimes. There are certain places in the executive world up there at Disneyland, they sometimes get a little, I don't know, conceited, which happens in almost every single major large yes. corporation where they think too much of themselves and they think that yeah. their stuff doesn't stink. And the problem is... That, you know what, it takes sometimes some public reaction to what we saw with Scarlett Johansson, which obviously could not have been good news for Disney Plus as well. And I'm sure there was some backlash to that. It's just something that right now I think a lot of people need to go ahead and keep in perspective. But to me, it's all about content. If they don't have a lot of content coming to it, it's going to have people turn it off you got to go ahead and continue what you're doing with your content and bring out as much as you can as good as stuff as you can or else you're never going to catch up to netflix because that's how netflix is keeping people it's because they're throwing money and cash at everything that they can and putting out anything they can whether it's good or bad they're just throwing it out there and you know here it is you watch if you watch and some of it really sticks, like Squid Game, and I'm sure even Red Notice will have tens of millions of viewers on its own. And of course, Squid Game, we talk about over 150 million users on that, have have actually watched it. So it's just about content. You got about it's got to throw a lot of content out there. Paramount yeah. Paramount Plus, they're starting to get it as a smaller one that is trying to put the, some of its CBS shows and transfer it over onto Paramount+. Plus. They're trying to grab all the CBS shows and say you can watch it next day. They're trying to do their stuff. Peacock, Peacock, they were about six months ago making a lot more noise. They need to continue to do that. I mean, you could give advice to all these different, smaller, less viewed streaming platforms to go ahead. But when it comes down to it, it's just all about content.
1: It is yes. I like the that you can get Disney Plus with ESPN Plus and Hulu. You can get that as a little package for like thirteen ninety nine or something. I like that. I also, I think that that's that's pretty smart for Disney to combine some of their their things with other services that complement and don't necessarily conflict. That's smart. And you know, I a lot of people I feel like, and perhaps I'm wrong within this, but I think a lot of people don't have traditional cable anymore and now just have these surfaces because you can get like you said a whole lot of content just between Netflix and Amazon Prime and then you go ahead and you add Paramount Plus you add Disney Plus you can add ESPN Plus so you don't miss any of your sports and then you have Hulu included with that and you're still well below the cost of what traditional cable is so I see all of the advantages to all of these specialty channels but you're right it's a monster it's a beast to maintain because you've got to be adding new stuff all of the time and I'm sure that I'm not going to use this term properly, but you you need to diversify your portfolio as much as you can. So you need to pull in as much different stuff that's going to appeal, appeal to a whole lot of different people. But you also have to have those niche shows that you know are going to appeal to a couple of million people. And these people are guaranteed going to be here to watch this. We're going to experiment with all of this other stuff.
0: The thing is, I think that Disney Plus should just go ahead and bite the bullet and say, pay off who need to pay off to get hulu put all that content on disney plus and there you go that's a massive amount right there and i think that would be just something that would just finally get them into the full-time running between them netflix and amazon
1: absolutely but then if you do that some of that content on hulu is not going to be friendly i suppose oh, I, I,
0: I know so you take the a, you know, that little d word you got there with the disney i understand yeah. that i get that but yeah, You know, you have to go ahead and market you know, adults, kids, you can segment it off. Netflix does it. Can't, why can't they? It just and, and they're thriving off of it. They're thriving on the fact that you can go and watch a kid's show and then you can watch an adult programming on Netflix.
1: You know? mm. Interesting. Because, yeah, because really you could you could create one service and then when you open it up, you could go to Disney, Hulu or ESPN and then you know what I mean? Like it could branch off that way. We need to write a letter, Gerald.
0: Uh, it's, I don't know. We, we need to go ahead and invest in Disney. Maybe that's the only way to respond if we go ahead yeah. and invest in Disney stock.
1: Right. Well, my $4 in Disney stock isn't going to get us an audience with anybody, I don't think.
0: Well, um, probably won't even get you into the door at Disneyland.
1: But I'm a yeah. shareholder. <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we may have better luck with trying to get a hold of Walt with a Ouija board. <laughs>
0: what are your thoughts out there on Dizzy plus as we headed to Dizzy plus day again we will be covering it on Monday but we want to hear your thoughts on where everything stands with you as a viewer with Dizzy plus share us your thoughts pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com hey this is Chad from Ghost toasters and you're listening to pop
1: culture Cosmos podcast
0: so let me get this straight we're gonna play a like a video game together or well
1: not exactly.
0: Okay, fine. W- where's the controller?
1: Uh, that's, it's it's right here.
0: This is literally a sheet of paper. I don't understand what you but here,
1: re- you're gonna need these two.
0: Dice? You've just had- are these even dice?
1: We are gonna play Vampire the Masquerade. It's a role-playing game. What kind of vampire do you want to be?
0: Okay, now you're telling me there's more than one kind of vampire? Oh,
1: my friend, you have no idea. There's an Osperatu. There's Vampires in Vitae, an actual play podcast. Season two to Pop Culture Cosmos.
0: Well, there's still much more to talk about, my friend, on today's program. Belfast, a highly regarded movie from director Richard Branagh about his life in the 60s in Belfast is now available at the box office and this is from all accounts a leading frontrunner if not the leading frontrunner for best movie of the year and i've seen the trailers out there it's it's obviously showcases some of the great things about this movie some of the actors that are already part of it have already been talked about in in those oscar circles as well but your thoughts on this because i'm really excited for belfast I don't know if I'm going to be able to check it out at theaters because there's still a list of movies I still have to check out, but I will at least catch it before the end of the year when it hits VOD.
1: Yeah, it's definitely the kind of movie that the Academy loves, right? Like if it, if it's a if it's a war movie, if it's a uh, a movie like what Belfast is, it's definitely the stuff that the Academy tends to, at least historically speaking, lean towards when they're talking about those, you know, best picture of the year categories and best actors and actress categories and and things like that. So I'm not surprised to see it and kind of already being talked about in uh, in those conversations. I'm not surprised at all. If anything, perhaps a little predictable.
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, it's something that's very much beloved right now by critics from Richard Branagh, who, uh, you know, he's normally a very good director. Uh, you know, obviously he did the first Thor movie. I think that's what most people respond to him as far as his work. But he's done a ton of stuff out there. Does not have the best foreign accents with Tennant, I think I'll just leave it at that. I like Tenant a lot, but his accent, I don't think, was just the very best of things in there. In fact, he's actually, I think, pulled that out like one or two other times as far as that that Eastern European accent, which I think he probably should just like store in a good place someday. So hey, he store if way, you can he pull can store off way. even a
1: terrible Eastern European accent, you should run with it. Listen yeah, to uh, one of Vampires in Vitae, because I okay. had one for... Okay, well, long, I'll like, ask Richard
0: Brando's agent if he could stop by. <laughs> like and year and a half.
1: Go. Oh right. gosh!
0: But as a director, I think he's got a lot of work that he's done that over the years that has warranted a lot of critical praise, and this is something that I think is going to have a lot of momentum behind it. And you know, that's in Hollywood. You've seen it before. That's all it takes is just momentum. It could be a great movie. And could be worthy of that Oscar, but if it does not have that that momentum behind it, as far as yeah. whatever the the studio trying to help push it or the, chatter. the media, you know, us in the media out there trying to go ahead and say this is the greatest thing since slice, bread. If you don't have that backing behind it, it won't do anything. But it's already come out running as the number one Oscar contender out there, so. I think it has a great chance for the Oscars. I think it has a great chance to win a lot of Oscars. So just before we head on to another subject, please share some final thoughts on Belfast.
1: Yeah, go see it. The actors that they have in this movie, I'm sorry, for some reason, my brain's just not, the Rolodex isn't picking out their names. I know she is in Outlander, which you can watch on Netflix. Jamie and Claire. I can't remember the actress's name though. Isn't that funny? The male lead that they have in the movie as well also very very good he was in the uh 50 shades of gray movies why can't i remember names but i can remember movies and other roles that they have played amy dornan yes yes and Katr- uh, katron katronia, katronia oh gosh uh, uh, uh
0: katrona balf there's okay. the one yes. Thank you. I, believe me by the time she's nominated for an academy award we will know her name Let's that yes. way, because they'll be told yeah. to us on a number of occasions. So,
1: And if anybody here that is listening and has been a diehard fan of the Outlander series on Netflix, I apologize deeply for getting her name incorrect
0: i know my wife has periodically checked in on the series and she's a fan of it so yeah i'm sure well, i mean the,
1: the books were so yeah, good please don't Diana send Galvin. your hate
0: mail please don't send yeah, no. hate mail dad, i know okay? i yeah
1: it's just you know what it's early for me the sun is out i i don't know i'm not ready for the day yet i'm ready yeah, to talk to
0: I, I, butcher, but i butcher names all the time so
1: yes <laughs> you're the person i go to i'm like how did gerald pronounce that And you're telling me you don't do it right?
0: Exactly. Well, me (laughs) and Josh and I, we've butchered names for five plus years now. Almost five years on this show. This show has yet yet to hit five. The other one has. So, you know, give us a break. We'll we'll, (laughs) we'll go ahead and try and work that out. But you will be hearing her name correctly stated a lot here and she's
1: lovely i've watched so many interviews with her it's not funny i still can't anyways i've watched a ton of interviews she's lovely she's incredibly talented and uh yeah i'm just not surprised that uh, i think that's
0: going to be what the 900th nomination if she gets nominated for judy dench i mean judy dench is a truly truly brilliant actress cats notwithstanding truly brilliant actress (laughs) and i think a lot of uh praise is going to come her way as well so Yeah, Yeah. I think uh, everything is going to fall in line for this film. Whether or not it's going to win, I'm not sure yet, but it is definitely going to get a lot of props. I I think, like this again, the train has already left the station for the momentum Mm -hmm. train on this film, and I think that's just not going to stop from here. So I really think that uh, Belfast has a great future. So if you want to check it out, it hits theaters this weekend. It is Belfast one of the marquee films for the Oscar running already. And it's out this weekend, directed by Kenneth Branagh. If you have thoughts on Belfast, please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, before we hit the break, Melinda, I wanted to go ahead and tell you and ask you this. Is it time to go back to the world of GTA? Because GTA Trilogy, the definitive edition. Yes, GTA the Definitive Edition, Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. How can I forget about San Andreas? That's coming out this week, and it's coming out as a kind of new, well, as you've seen in the past, almost, I don't want say decade, but at least past five, seven, eight years, where in this Xbox One and PlayStation 4 and now PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X generation, you're going to see a lot of games from the past, get a nice... There, dust is blown off them yeah. you know put a nice coat, new coat of paint to make it a little bit shinier i've seen the first bit of gameplay from one of the games i think it was gta 3 and it still looks old no matter what kind of paint you can shine on it but i was
1: watching a little bit of that too
0: <laughs> you know the fact is that there is if you get it and you play it and you go delve deeply into it there are hundreds of hours there i think probably i would estimate maybe 200 hours of gameplay there you know and it's not the online thing that you could go ahead with gta online for gta 5 currently i mean this is something that in itself in its world people were playing these games back in the day for dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of hours Mm -hmm. the detail there because you could go and travel I know everybody talked about going from the recreation of San Francisco to the recreation of Los Angeles to the recreation of Las Vegas back with GTA San Andreas. And then GTA 3 was very diverse as well. And then then you had with Vice City, the recreation of Miami. And it's just it's so cool the way that they go ahead and, and went into detail back then. For me, that's what, if I get this game, that's what's going to be for me is the appreciation of what they did back then and the detail because of the limitations electronically that you could go ahead and put into a game like this. Yet yeah. they found enough space and they found enough room to make these games so diverse, so broad, so grand in scope.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely like wide open. We talk about it all the time in D&D you know, you, you don't necessarily want to play in a a railroad game you'd rather much play in a world that's kind of wide open and sandboxy that's definitely what these games were was a wide open world and you could really just run around and do whatever you pleased
0: absolutely and it's just something I'm, i'm fascinated by this love of gta that you know so many of us have and you could really start to see where the history and the lore of gta comes from with those three games because that's really what got the series to where it is today. I mean, we could always talk about what GTA four and GTA five did as far as their sales concern. And GTA five sold over a hundred million copies, yada, yada, yada and all that. But these three games were the foundation of the GTA series, in my opinion. And I'm glad that they're getting some love. Once again, yes, it is a money grab by rockstar. We know that we get that. Yes. I, (laughs) I understand that, but it's nice to see them at least acknowledging the fact that they spent some time trying to go ahead and recreate these worlds and bring it out to a newer audience once again
1: yeah a hundred percent i I'm with you for for all of that and I was watching you know the like they did a on YouTube you can find the the side by side and it'll show you like the the original what it looked like and then the new remastered gameplay and and the difference between the looks and they definitely cleaned it up i they didn't go back and they did have they haven't like reanimated the characters or anything like that that you can play that's a hard
0: deal that's a lot
1: it really is so they look the same but in terms of like the the graphics and the immersion into the worlds and stuff like that i think they've definitely taken that up a little bit for these is it worth a rebuy? maybe i don't know
0: Maybe. Uh, I mean, I spent some time with a couple of the games in the series. I know Vice City is probably the one I'd probably look towards the most because I think just hang around trying to be, you know, in the Miami scene and listen to the music <laughs> and doing all that or maybe getting Yeah, I wonder Jet if they've speed. updated all
1: the radio stations. See, these are the Yeah, they did. I about.
0: The music and the radio stations, I believe they have. If you listen to or if you check out videos that are on the Internet that have gameplay already, they did update – the radio stations okay oh, one of them was for delivering pets to your door so they're like <laughs> yeah they had the little cat it was like they had something.com and uh, they had something else that mentioned 2021 so yeah i believe they did yep. update uh, and i know they've had a new, whole new musical set for the games as well so good. really looking forward to seeing what rockstar will do with this edition it is again gta trilogy the definitive edition It is recreating the wonder and the splendor and the just tons and tons of hours that's available to you now with Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So, if you're interested in delving back into the world of Vice City, San Andreas, and Liberty City, let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, coming up next, after the break, we will be delving into another revisiting of a game in Skyrim. Blade Runner Black Lotus? Melinda feels defiant and some Black Friday deals coming up at the back end of the show. This is the PCC Multiverse. And if you're ready to talk toys, I haven't stopped talking toys. Let's get to it. It's the Jay and Rob Toy Show, and we're back for season two for 10 more episodes of Toy and Goodness. And this time we talk Marvel figures, we talk DC figures, Holy Grails, playsets, what if scenarios, and so much more. But we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that and, of course, our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay and Rob Toy Show Season 2, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. And we're back with the show. It's the PCC Multiverse. Once again, we are the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. And if you can, please check out our many games that we have each and every week. I know Mitch runs a couple of great games. And I also want to salute Mitch and all of our veterans because we're recording on... Veterans Day, but also in Canada, Remembrance Day. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. So today in Canada at 11 o'clock, As it rolled from Newfoundland through to the western side of the country, people gathered around cenotaphs and placed their poppies on wreaths in front of them. And that's a major part of Remembrance Day up in Canada is wearing the poppy. The money goes to support the Royal Canadian Legion, which was started as places for veterans of the Second World War to go and spend some time around other people who had similar experiences during the war and and things like that. So it's a great cause. So that explains if you're watching hockey, And this time of year, you always see those red flowers on the helmets. That's what those are. Those are poppies. And it's a really big part of the Remembrance Day ceremonies in Canada. Well,
0: our respects to everyone out there in Canada on Remembrance Day and to all the individual veterans who are currently and also who have served or who have died for a country here in the U.S. on Veterans Day. We salute you as well. Mitch. All props to you, my friend. I want to go ahead and make sure we give him a shout-out because he handles our weekend games as a active member of the military. Plus, also as well, Roger, I believe, is a member of the military. Former, yes. retired. Yeah. yeah, so shout-out to Roger, our crazy GM who's trying very hard <laughs> to kill us on the Monday show. So Demolition <laughs> Force, if you want to go ahead and check that out. I mean, he's trying hard, at least Mm -hmm. in this past episode he was. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, see, he's going to be careful because he plays Leo in Vampires and Vitae. So there's always opportunity for some payback.
0: (laughs) There you go. Retribution indeed. But our best to all the veterans and their families out there on this Veterans Day and also Remembrance Day in Canada. So big shout out to you both. But my friend, there's so much more to talk about on today's program. Wanted to go ahead and ask you this, Melinda, when it comes to another game that's being remembered fondly. There's one game that has tried to stoke the fires and tried to wring every single dollar out of your pocket for 10 years now, and that's Elder Scrolls Skyrim. And yeah. for me, I, I like the Elder Scrolls series. I actually love Oblivion. You can see Elder Scrolls Oblivion above my head right there each and every yep. time I record. So I have a fascination with Oblivion, and I played 100 and some odd hours. I, think, I, I, I don't know. I think it's 125, 130 hours. 150 hours I don't know I just I haven't looked at the clock in a while since I last tried it last year but I played a ton of hours of that and then I went into Skyrim and I played about 30 hours and I got stuck yeah in a glitch and I never picked it up again I did later on rebuy it at a cheap price so eventually I plan to get into it but this is the 10th anniversary of Skyrim they are coming out with new content that's based off of previous games, Oblivion, and Morrowind that they're adding in there. I wanted to go ahead and make a correction that Josh and I were under the influence that you were going to have to rebuy a anniversary edition, which is going to become available. As you're hearing this, there's an anniversary edition, of course, so you can spend your money. But there also, if you have an existing copy, you can buy DLC extra for, I think, $20, I think, is... So if you just want the DLC and you already have a copy of Skyrim, like the tens of millions that do out there, you don't have to rebuy an anniversary edition. You can go ahead and just download the DLC. So I wanted to clarify that. But Skyrim is a game that, besides the fact that it's been on seemingly every gaming platform known to mankind in existence (laughs) in the past 10 years, because if they've been able to go ahead and fit it in, they have fit it in. Even if it's like on the Switch, which actually is kind of a really buggy mess. But I wanted to say this with Skyrim, it does have that adventure aspect of it. And I think it's a chance that maybe I will go ahead and delve into in the not too distant future.
1: Yeah, same for me. I I know I have one of them. I'm not sure which one. That's how much I played it. I love um,
0: Oblivion. Elder Scrolls yeah. 4, back in the day, I had a blast.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I think I picked it up just when I was kind of on the tail end of my obsessive delve into video games. And I think I had beat Diablo three, like three or four times by the time I picked up. <laughs> these. Ooh, does that mean somebody's, somebody's interested years. in Diablo four? Yeah, I'm very interested in Diablo 4. Well, very too bad interested.
0: because, you know what? They keep delaying it on you. They slap they another sure year do. delay on.
1: <laughs> that's all right. I just pick another <laughs> character, start from one and play all the way through three again. I love the game. I love it.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: But anyway, well, When it comes so to Skyrim? Yeah, when it comes to Skyrim, I, when I was playing it, it didn't keep me as a player. So that's probably more my preference than it is a, an, an issue that I had with the game or, or anything like that. It just wasn't what I was looking for at the time perhaps I'll pick it up again and, and give it a, another shot. Maybe this, you know, the hoopla surrounding it right now is enough to make me give it another go. Who knows?
0: Absolutely. Because 10 years, it, it's a nice anniversary. I remember when it came out on 11, 11, 11. So now they're promoting the 11, 11, 21 today as we're right. recording this. Yeah. So it is something that I think, again, I will go ahead now that they have some DLC that's on the way with Oblivion ties and also ties to Morrowind two of the great games in the series themselves I think I'm gonna have to go ahead and delve back into it at some point hopefully I can find a way out of the glitch I'm in or just probably restart the game as a whole I think I just got mad and frustrated which is the reason why I was in a house and for some reason I was having a conversation all of a sudden after the conversation ended I was just trying to escape and then I realized I'm stuck between two prone NPCs and I think a potted vase and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I can't move left to right. I'm like, and I can't get out. I can't jump. I can't. I can't do anything. So oh it's like, God. okay, I can't even uh, the famous Bethesda go through the floors. Yeah, uh, you, know, right. you can't even do that. So unfortunately, I just I gave it up. But I'm looking to go ahead and back into it. I think I'll probably just start fresh again since I don't yeah. remember too much of my experience on that. So we'll go and see if we can hunt some dragons down in Skyrim once again. But Yes, if you're out there and you have some thoughts and some memories of Skyrim because it hits the ripe old age of 10, please share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Also as well, let us know what type of adventures that you like in the Elder Scrolls series. Do you Are you waiting for Elder Scrolls six to come out at some point in time in the future? Although I know that Bethesda is working on Starfield first, and that's its first priority. But eventually Elder Scrolls six is going to come into our lives. But let us know your thoughts on the Elder Scrolls series, Pop Culture Cosmos, at yahoo.com. Well, Melinda, I wanted to ask you this. When it comes to Blade Runner, you know that's a favorite topic in our I do. neck of the woods here at mm-hmm. the Pop Culture Cosmos. You know, Josh and I absolutely love the original Blade Runner. Yes. We absolutely adore Blade Runner 2049. We are still. Mad as heck that we have not seen a confirmation that Denis Villeneuve can finish out this trilogy, because if you watched Blade Runner 2049, you realize it was setting itself up for a third movie, which Mm -hmm. I would love to see and would just absolutely, if I could throw money at it to get it started, I would do so. Let's let's start a Kickstarter. Let's start a Kickstarter. But need I digress. Blade Runner Black Lotus is heading this weekend to Adult Swim, which was something that just was announced out of the blue. And, you know, when we talked about it, Josh and I were just like, ooh, what's this? A continuation of the series. But this time it's telling the side of the story from a female perspective as a female replicant wakes up with amnesia not knowing what happened with her world and as she goes out in this Blade Runner-esque type environment that I love so much Josh and sounds like you do as well so I want to hear your thoughts on Blade Runner Black Lotus this is something that could really get me excited and maybe just kind of quench the thirst that I have for a Blade Runner trilogy movie
1: that I'm hoping someday will happen sure hopefully this is an appetizer
0: Maybe absolutely
1: an appetizer before another main course comes out. But no, I watched the the trailer. I rewatched, I should say the trailer this morning. And my first take is still the take that I'm going with. It's got me, I will be purposely looking for this one through my television listings and putting my DVR to record and give it a watch i mean i'm gonna save up like three or four episodes uh and then i'll just be able to to binge watch and kind of blast through a bunch of them all at once i think is probably going to be my my mo for this one but the animation style is amazing everything looked wonderful there were a couple of times where i forgot that i was watching animation which uh, is always a, a a huge boon for me and it's true to the world from what i could tell from what i could see and a very very much looking forward to this one i think it's going to be really good but
0: your thoughts on the original Blade Runner. Have you seen the original Blade Runner? I'm not, I'm not asking if you've seen all seven or eight cuts of the film because there's been so many cuts back in the day. And that's part of its lore. You know, it's part of its cult status as the fact yeah. that it was made up and cut up. Have you seen actually a version of Blade Runner?
1: Yeah, I absolutely have. And I know, I'm to, but I'm going to say this as a bit of a caveat to that. It has been a long time since I've watched the original one. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, for many yeah, people, it has. The exact storyline and stuff like that and, and the, the the mythos. Yeah, we'll call it that. The mythos, the lore that's attached to it and stuff like that. It's a little fuzzy in my brain. But with that in mind, I understand the world that was built for Blade Runner. And watching the trailer, there was nothing in the trailer that didn't seem like it fit.
0: I'm digging what I'm seeing with Black Lotus, though. I yes. really am. and And I think this could be a sneaky hit for Adult Swim. I mean... We see Adult Swim with its reliance on comedy and adult comedy, and trying to push the lines and, and trying to go ahead and do what they can to try to straddle that line of what they can do, what they can't do on cable television. It's kind of funny where they go ahead and you know all the, the great shows that they have there, but. This is something that, again, is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a departure for them from what it is, because it's not supposed to be a comedy. It's supposed to be an action-adventure, sci-fi, yeah. delve into that world. So I'm really intrigued that Adult Swim would go ahead and put out something like this.
1: I'm not really. I could I could see it at them as dipping a big toe into the bigger lake or the deep end or whatever, however the expression is. Yeah. Uh... Anyways, they're testing the water, <laughs> I think, with this kind of content for Adult Swim. Because I think that we've hit a point with our entertainment where we're asking a little bit more than fart jokes and toilet humor.
0: Well, their audience has appreciated a lot of that toilet humor. I mean, with Rick oh, and Morty. And- believe
1: me. Yeah, believe me. I'm not knocking it. I'm a sucker for physical comedy and toilet humor. And like, I'm, honestly, I think I have the sense of humor of a 12-year-old. It's not sophisticated by any means. But I think that there is a portion of their audience that it would be fine going from Rick and Morty into this New Black Lotus show. And I don't think that they would find it too jarring because it's still in that wheelhouse. Yeah. Somebody has done a lot of research. That's what I think.
0: There you go. So I'm looking forward to it. I know you are as well. But if you have thoughts on Blade Runner Black Lotus that's coming to Adult Swim, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. And when you check it out, please let us know your thoughts on it if you liked it and you'd like to see more of Blade Runner Black Lotus pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com thanks for checking out the pcc you know the pop culture cosmos we'll be back in one moment if you're in the las vegas and henderson areas and are looking to buy sell or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles there's no better place to go than retro city games from xbox to playstation nintendo to atari Well, before we head on out, my friend, I know first off, you wanted to go into detail on a project that you're backed on Kickstarter in the world of tabletop RPG, because you are, I think I'm going to commission you as our tabletop RPG expert here on no, the show. No, you're
1: no, 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 no. I am, I am far from expert in any okay. of this stuff, believe How me. about fan? Yes. Okay. okay. I'm tabletop very RPG fan. Yes.
0: Expert, yes. expert, yeah.
1: So, expert. Yes. No, (laughs) definitely not expert by any means. I get stumped by spiritual weapon the other day with wizards and wine. I couldn't remember if you could summon and then attack with it on the same turn or if it was a bonus action to summon and then you couldn't take your action with your spiritual weapon on it. Anyways, it became a whole thing. So what's happening with me a little bit, Gerald, is I'm at a point where I'm getting a little bit of D&D fatigue. And I'm having a hard time finding new aspects of Dungeons and Dragons that I find a exciting. A whole
0: crowd of Dungeons and Dragons fans just had a collective gasp when you said that. Yeah, point. I know, <laughs> I know,
1: I know, because I I love the game. When Rob and I first started talking, dating, whatever you want to call it, D and D became the you know the the thing that we really connected with, and we would run like dorky little. You know, mini adventures for each other. I mean, obviously long distance because he's here in Las Vegas and I was up in Halifax in Canada. So you know, it, it really was how we kind of got to. I don't. I don't want to say got to know each other because it's definitely not a Tabaxi rogue in real life. But anyway. I do find from time to time, it's like, okay, and I swing with my battle axe of plus seven, damn it. Like, every once in a while, you just need a bit of a break. And if you are in that kind of a situation, you're looking for something a little bit different, maybe you don't want to go into Vampire the Masquerade because maybe you're not a huge fan of the World of Darkness lore because it's quite heavy. It can also be quite dark. If you watch Vampires in Vitae, you know that we're much less interview with a vampire and much more what we do in the shadows. It really does come down to your table and and what your table is able to make of something. But then I came across this game and actually, Gerald, just a a little bit of a clarification. I actually kickstarted it back in March and then I got a hold of my Kickstarter copy of the PDF in August and i've just now been able to start to find the time in my schedule to sit down and and start to read the book. The book is like 609 pages long. Well, that's um, all. That's all. It is on drive RPG though. If you want to pick it up, it's like 25 bucks and you get the PDF and everything that you need. Well, what you need is to- it
0: called first off?
1: It's called Defiant.
0: Okay. I know i've said it, but i just wanted to make sure
1: This is the cover coming up. There. So that's the, that's the cover. That's what you're going to be looking for, and they have their own Discord channel, so you can join that and you can actually talk to the creators of the game and get clarification on rules or anything like that. They did just do a big update as well for the PDF, so there's a whole new chapter. I'm just going to say this on. though:
0: when you show me that cover, first off, immediately what popped in my head was like a little like on my shoulder, like I was in the <laughs> Water Boy with yes. Kathy Bates, just going, yeah. "It's the devil."
1: It's the devil. <laughs> well, it's true. So I'm just going to read a little bit about what how the designers describe the game because I mean I couldn't I don't think I could summarize it any better. Defiant RPG is an urban fantasy game about the mighty modern day supernaturals who rebelled against their destiny and instead of destroying the world, decided to protect it. They enforce a demanding set of rules. The defiant aristocracy empowers protective seals around their cities, making them the only safe havens in a world ravaged by the apocalypse. So I've recently just started to delve into the game and really get to understand the rules. The character creation, as you're reading it in the book, seems very convoluted. But once you're actually doing it, it's quite simple. You don't just say, okay, I'm going to play this race. I'm going to play this archetype. And these are the choices that I have when I come through that. You're actually handed cards. And, you know, you have three cards to choose from for your origin. So you pick one of those. And then you pick what house your defiant belongs to. And then that dictates other stuff. There's even cards where you try to figure out how your marriage is in the game, because having your significant other and having them be a powerful co-leader of your court is actually very important in the game. It's oh, high, Rob, high.
0: watch out, Rob,
1: watch yeah, out. Right? It's it's high, high, high role play. Yeah, as a GM, you're not just, you know, sitting behind a screen and rolling dice that nobody can see. You actually take a very active role in the story as the characters tell it. The onus is more on the characters to run the story than it is on the DM. The DM is more of a facilitator of challenges and and figuring out potential of characters and, and things like that. And of course, running all of the NPCs of which there are going to be many in any game, no matter how you play it. They say it's best with two to three players. I haven't seen a mechanic that will show you how to deal with the cards and stuff like that with more than three players. So if you're just looking for... You know, a, a really tight-knit group to get together every couple of weeks to play a game. Give Defiant a shot. It's it's a really interesting take on a lot of RPGs. You're going to see flavors of a whole bunch of different games that have been brought into Defiant to try to make this a really interesting and formable game for each table that it's played at. So if you're experiencing maybe, as I am, a little bit, just a that much... DD fatigue defiant could be a nice i'm going to say the vernacular that i was using for vampires and vitae it's going to be a nice little palette cleanser and a chance for you to support an indie author as well an indie creator for the game so definitely check it out it is on drive through rpg.com if you want to grab it
0: uh, i'll tell you what they should send you that check in the mail it's on the way it's on the way
1: <laughs> yeah no please also yeah that's actually a good point i have nothing to do with the game beyond I was a backer of it. And I finally got my hands on it. And when I was able to dig through it, I was like, I'm going to help these guys because it's actually very straightforward and linear. It's really good.
0: Very impressive indeed. So check it out today at rpg.com Go ahead and check out the Defiant role-playing game. Please support a great independent project just like this. If you can, please go ahead and do so.
1: I am actually going to start running a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a test game because that's not entirely accurate, but I have a concept. That it should take about three months to play through if we play every other week. I do have a, a group of three people who have agreed to, to play it and help me kind of sort through rules and, and figure some stuff out there. So,
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: Yeah, so we'll record it. I don't know that we're going to be able to do anything with it because it, it may just be a whole lot of discussion and, and questioning about certain rules and stuff like that, as opposed to like gameplay that people are used to hearing in podcasts. So and stuff would
0: like you that. still stream it on the PCC?
1: Well, I don't know about streaming. That's what I mean, because it, it's going to be messy because none of us have ever played it before. So, some people
0: find that interesting.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know. I have a hard time with it. All right. You know, right, spending 15 right. no minutes pressure. discussing a rule is questionable to me in terms of live streaming. But in a podcast where you could clean it up a little bit and you don't have one person just repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again, and then everybody else just suddenly decides to agree, that's not fun to listen to, you okay, know?
0: Okay, well, yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of our Monday shows when, you know, in the early days, right? What happens if I don't roll a 20? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I asked Roger that for the the ninth time in a row.
1: If I roll a one, is that bad? That's bad, right? Yeah. That's is that bad? Yeah. Today I'm not it's sure. opposite day, and ones are good, right?
0: Exactly. I haven't played D and D in thirty years. Is is rolling a one bad? Is that yeah. <laughs> bad? But yes, if you can, please support this great independent project. It is defiant drive through or just I think in a, I checked it out on a Google search. It does come up. As far as the Kickstarter project, if you just go ahead and type in Defiant Role Playing Game, it does come right up. So please go ahead and support that great independent cause today. You'll be glad you did. And hopefully you will hear more about it when Melinda is able to go ahead and show out that out to the world as far as in a podcast form, her thoughts and a creation of a world based off the game Defiant. So looking forward to that indeed. But before we head on out, Melinda, it's been a great show. Love chatting with you as always. You killed it once again, and I've destroyed (laughs) it even more, unfortunately, as far as the show is concerned. It is
1: not true. In fact, sir, you saved me many, many times.
0: No, no. Vice (laughs) versa, vice versa. But before we head on out, my friend, Black Friday is around the corner. Well,
1: actually, it's kind
0: of here because they're kind of throwing out stuff walmart just had its second kind of black friday sale with some more stuff that they're leaking out some other retailers are leaking out some stuff little by little you know obviously the supply chain issues are causing some stuff to be sold earlier than what it would normally would be the prices are okay some of them are really good that you can follow amazon's doing the same thing people need to keep an eye out on that but I want to go ahead and ask, is there anything that you're eyeing right now for Black Friday, either to traditional Black Friday or something that people can take advantage of right now?
1: The biggest thing that I'm going to be looking for this year for Black Friday is probably going to be any kind of supplemental books or modules or anything like that. Probably mostly going to be focused on the World of Darkness content this year versus D&D content. Although they released like, what, three or four books this year? So I'm going to be keeping an eye on the World of Darkness stuff. And I'll definitely let anybody know the second I start to hear about any kind of sale or significant markdowns or, or anything like that. I did see that Walmart, if you're in the market for a new tablet, perhaps your kids have claimed yours and you need a new one. That happens. I did see that Walmart had one of the newer Galaxy tablets on sale for I think it's going to be like 140 bucks, which is crazy good for those tablets, especially the Samsung ones. They're quite good. So that's definitely one. I love new tech. So that's another thing that I'll be keeping an eye on this year, I think, for Black Friday.
0: For me, I'm already circling around Target already because that's one of the major retailers here in the United States that I've seen a actual true Black Friday ad. Sure. And the thing I see is that their media, whether it's board games, whether it's video games, whether it's puzzles and activity sets, whether it's books, movies, and of course, video games. If you buy two, you get one free. Ooh. So I like that, they have to be the same amount. You can't just go and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to buy two of these six-dollar games, and I'm going to get a fifty-nine ninety-nine free." No, no, you can't do that.
1: Wouldn't it it's be wonderful be... if it worked that way, though?
0: Oh my gosh, it would be. Could awesome. you imagine? I would be wow. the first in line, right there. Right. But yes, if you wanted to go ahead and mix and match, I think you can go ahead and do that as well. So, yep, mix and match on books, movies, board games, video games, puzzles, and activity sets. This is something I think that. Is going to be outstanding for them. Obviously, it's clearing out their inventory. Anything that's been sitting there is going to get probably a second or a third look from somebody that says, Okay, I got the video games I needed, but you now I thought about this board game maybe six months ago. You know what? It's free. Might as well pick it up now. You know, yeah. For them, it's a great thing. But for you as, as a consumer out there, I think it's a really good thing because the fact that again, not only do you get the stuff that you're looking for now, but maybe some stuff that you overlooked or not necessarily overlooked, but maybe just thought, okay, I'm going to put that on the back burner. Now's a good chance to go ahead and pick it up because you're cutting the cost considerably on it. Yeah. And in fact, in the case of something that if you're ready to purchase two things that you want to go ahead and get and you see this, oh, I can get that too for free.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I, I like to keep an eye on, too, because you have, in the summertime, maybe you go camping, you want to have like a little game, one of those little card games where you flip it and, you know, you've got to give give me three things that you never ate when you were a child, like, you know, games like that, something easy to play, like around a campfire or something. If it came down to like two games and you got one of them, but you're still thinking about the other one, this is a great excuse and, and time for you to uh, to add to the camp games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or if you wanted to get something from all three, like, okay, Rob, hint, hint out there. If Rob was shopping for Melinda and got her an awesome book, an awesome board game, and then you know, on top of that, maybe a video game or a DVD or a Blu-ray, there you go. That's a nice starter set to get him started on his gifts for you. There it is. And he saved
1: money as well. So that means more, right?
0: Yes. That means more stuff he can buy (laughs) you.
1: They're appetizers terrible. i'm just that's throwing appetizers
0: yeah My whatever
1: goodness. he wants to
0: get for the big prize <laughs> that's up to him so right yes he's gonna kill me when he sees me that's okay <laughs> maybe on next monday's demolition force he's gonna go out of his way to kill me yeah i've already right. hexed i've already yeah. got a hex. if you watched this past monday show and you saw me i got a hex currently on me as i flew down a flight of stairs out of a very troublesome situation I need your help, and vibe. I need your help. Remember what you said on the
1: PCC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't
0: going to help you now. Ain't gonna no way. Now.
1: You would never gonna... turn down an opportunity to be a hero. Are you kidding me?
0: Okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. But I'll tell you what, Melinda, there's some great deals out there. We're going to keep abreast of them. Please keep a note of it on Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook because we will keep on sending deals galore over there. And it's just going to get even better and better as these Black Friday ads start popping up so we're expecting even more black friday ads pop up here in the next few days and when they do we'll share it with you right there at the pop culture cosmos on facebook but melinda it's been a great episode as always i cannot thank you enough any last thoughts on the way out
1: oh uh, last thoughts on the way out vampires and is live streams on sunday so last sunday's podcast episode will be released Today's Thursday. It'll drop tomorrow. It drops at like 6 a.m. on the East Coast. So you can pick it up and you can listen to it on your way to work. You can listen to it on your lunch hour and then your way home from work. And then you're all caught up and ready to jump into the live stream on Sunday. So keep that in mind.
0: That is Vampires of a welcome part of the pop culture. So from Melinda Barkhouse, this is Gerald Glassman. It's another beautiful day right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. Time to grab your pillow and join the Geek Father and Little Bit for discussions on current, nostalgic, and speculative happenings in pop culture nerd news fandom histories deep dive discussions reviews and more it's like listening to your closest friends have a nerdy conversation so sit back relax and let the blurred nerds podcast embrace you with their warm goofy goodness it's nerd goals for your
1: ear holes right here on the eso network
0: you're listening to a Weeby geeks network podcast